it's time to experience the Synergy Connection Show with your host, Lucy Forsting. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Synergy Connection Show, where uh, over the past five years, I've tried to help people understand how complex we are as humans. Um, We have And I always talk about it as like four legs. Think of it like a table or a chair. And if you've ever sat on a chair that uh, maybe had one leg that wasn't quite uh, level and it kind of rocked a little bit, well, that's what happens if our life is an imbalance. And so I try to help everyone understand that the balancing points are the spiritual, physical, emotional, and spiritual. intellectual part of who we are so if you have one that's overdeveloped it's like having that leg be bigger than the other legs and so then you're going to wobble through life rather than being balanced so it's a matter of really taking um, stock of who you are and looking at those four aspects and then trying your best to uh, put them in some sort of a balance by either taking better care of yourself physically or involving uh, maybe an emotional uh, coach to help you level out your life there if it's out of balance, or learning new skills, maybe on an intellectual level, or learning how to connect with a higher power um, if you're looking for the spiritual development. And it's all available, it's all out there, which is why I have the amazing guest that I do. And I have as a returning guest today, Rob Gutrow, and we're going to be talking about cats in the afterlife. Uh, Before we get started, um, I want to remind you again that all of the shows are archived at SynergyConnectionRadio.com. And I believe at this point, there's like 360 shows or something that are there and uh, 28 or 29 pages and there's 12 to a page or more so you can kind of scroll through you can find shows that rob has been on with me in the past um but uh, there's just in my estimation at least there's some amazing guests that i've had over the years and i always have them come back for at least four or five shows um because what they have to say you cannot say in 35 minutes and then say, thank you very much, and you're on your way. Uh, They have spent a lifetime honing their skills, and I only have them for 35 minutes, uh, you know, once or twice a year, and so it's amazing to be able to have them come back and share more information as time goes by. Um, If you're on that website, you're also going to see Boomer products, Boomers Forever Young. I've been using their products now for seven years, and I know it's kept me incredibly healthy. And unfortunately, Rob uh, has come down with a little bit of a virus, and uh, so he's not in 100% of his normal uh, condition, but um, he knows how to take care of himself, and uh, hopefully all of you do too. And if you're on the Boomer um, website, I would encourage you to look at their Gladiator Barley or their Heirloom Barley. Uh, that removes inflammation from your system, and it also rebuilds muscle. And after the age of 50, you lose 1% of your muscle mass every single year. So think of it this way. If you're 50, 
and you're beginning to lose muscle mass, by the time you're 60, you've lost 10%. By the time you're 70, you've lost 20%, which is the reason a lot of older folks fall is they don't have the muscle anymore to hold up their skeleton. And so it's easier to fall. And then when they do fall, they don't have any padding there. And so that's when you fracture bones, you know, break hips and uh, legs and things. So um, the Gladiator Barley is an amazing product. It is not a grain, so it's gluten-free. It's a sprout and it comes out of Canada and it is only for our company, um, the Boomer Company. Um, again, if you decide to purchase something in the discount bar, when you check out, if you put my first name, L-U-C-Y, into that space, you're going to get $5 off. So I would encourage you to check out their website, look at their videos. They've got 2,500 testimonies, I think now. And, um, you know, maybe this is a product that would be beneficial for you to have in your life. All right. Welcome back, Rob. And I'm so sorry that you're not feeling terribly good. But um, we're going to talk about cats in the afterlife. And I have had cats all my life. When I was a little girl, um, we lived out in the country and my mom and dad loved animals. And so they fed feral cats. They were not our cats, but the word got out very quickly. And at one point we had 22 that would show up for dinner every single day. And mom, at that point, they had uh, something called Puss in Boots in a can. It was a big can. I remember that like a salmon can. And she would take a couple of those and put them in big dishes and uh, feed them out on the back porch. And they, she'd ring a dinner bell and they knew the sound and they, they all ran as fast as they could to get to the table where dinner was being served. So I have always had cats and I have a 10 year old uh, kitty right now. That's a rescue. And so what can you tell us about cats and how they pass over into the afterlife that might be different than other animals. Well, hi, Lucy. Thanks for having me back. Um, uh, I've been a pet medium now for a little while, and uh, I've been doing the medium thing for probably about 15 years. But I, I like communicating with pets instead uh -huh. of people. Uh -huh. <laughs> well, people probably have more baggage than pets do. <laughs> have a lot of that uh, and pets are nothing but love and it's and it's all good so um so i've been communicating with with dogs and cats and horses and birds and any domesticated animal really and um cats really in the afterlife cats will come back and give signs the way that they lived in this life so whatever they did in this life um they will do from the other side like brushing brushing by your leg for instance or um they they may like curling up on your pillow at night and playing with your hair or walking across your bed um, those are similar those are some of the things that the cats do from the afterlife as science hmm. um did you ever have cats yourself or just dogs because i know you've had a lot of dogs yeah just dogs um but I've, I've met a lot of cats in spirit. <laughs> so. so what is the most interesting cat that you've met in spirit? Oh gosh. Well, there's quite a few of them. So my, uh, my latest book, the pets in the afterlife for the me messages from spirit cats is about, uh, contains many readings that I've done about for, for people who lost their cats. 
and uh, they've allowed me graciously to share them so that the readers can get an idea of what signs to look for. Um, one of the, uh, I guess the, the cat that stands out to me the most is, is a cat named Buddy, B-U-D-D-H-I, like Buddha. Oh, like Buddha. Okay. Um, and uh, Buddy <laughs> provided a one word, um, a one word message that really resonated with the pet mom. And it, it was a word that didn't make sense to me, actually. I, it's a word that I've never heard of. And that was uh, that was the word mala, M-A-L-A. So I know that mala means bad in Spanish, but I didn't know what mala meant. And if there, if it wasn't a real word. So uh, when I do my pet readings, um, I do them using a photograph, pet's name, um, pet parents' names, and any questions they may have. And that's all I get. That's all. That's all that's given to me. So. Whatever comes through is all on the cat. <laughs> so <clears throat> when I sent this reading off to uh, to Ingrid and I told her about the word Mala and, and her cat buddy repeated it at least three or four times to me. And I said, so he's adamant about me sharing this word and I have no idea what it is. Maybe you do. Well, she wrote me back and she said the thing that struck me the most and was the word Mala. Because Mala is a meditation that she does every morning with the cat, and only she and the cat know about that word and that meditation. Oh my goodness. Wow. And so how did the cat do meditation with her? Well, I think the cat just kind of uh, stayed there with her oh, okay. while, she was, <laughs> while she was doing the meditation. Um, but she must have said the word or something, you know, because otherwise, how would he know that that was the word? Yeah, I'm sure she said, it's time for my mala meditation. Come on in my room. And that's that's how he acknowledged the word. So he was telling her something that only she would understand. Yes. Yeah. Huh. Our, all right. So there's different breeds of cats. And is each cat exactly the same? Because, you know, I think of um, like an Irish Fold or a Siamese or a Himalayan or a Tonkinese. I mean, they all have different personalities. So do some cats, um, I don't know, speak more or share more than other cats? Well, I found that it really depends on their personality. So uh -huh. the ones that are much more personable, no matter what, type of cat it, it may be um the ones that are more assertive and more, want more attention are usually the ones that come forth so i have done readings for multiple cats that have passed in a family and usually it's always the ones that are much more um, assertive <laughs> they come through and the other ones kind of stay in the background do any of the cats uh, like i had three uh up until a few years ago and two were maine coons and then this one was a rescue from the backyard, quite literally. And she was the third man out, quite honestly. Uh, they didn't much like the fact that she had entered our life. But she literally died on the operating table. And they brought her back. And the vet said, I'm not sure that she's going to make it. She might be blind or have some brain 
difficulties. And of course she did not, she, she was fine, but I also did energy work with her because you know that I'm a Reiki master. So when she came back, um, a friend had taken her to be spayed at about seven months. And when uh, Becky brought her back to me, you know, she was crying because she thought, okay, the cat's dead. We're going to just be burying her. And she moved, she moved uh, in the carrier. And I said, well, Becky, she's not gone yet. I'm going to start doing energy work on her. And so she's very attached to me, but the other two cats who were alive at that time, you know, saw her as an intruder and they never quite accepted her. They'd play together as a group, but it was like the two of them and her. And um, the largest Maine Coon, uh, he was 22 pounds. So he was a big cat and he developed diabetes and you know lost 10 pounds in a matter of six months and mm. just was not able to survive. So I had to put him to sleep. And then about maybe four months later, the other one uh, had been born this way, but we didn't know it. Uh, she had a collapsing trachea. And so she couldn't breathe. And as she had gotten older, you know, the condition had become worse and she would prop her head up, uh, you know, on pillows and things like that as she would sleep. And I just thought it was her little girly way of doing things, but uh, it was really because of the collapsing trachea. So she had to be put to sleep. So do animals that die in like say an accident, are, do they cross over differently than animals that maybe have to be put down because of their health? Um, the only difference is that uh, sometimes they're not aware of what's happened. Just like a human, when they get in a car accident, it's um, there's kind of a blackout period mm. just as it happens. And they wake up kind of confused on the other side. And until they can realize what had happened, um, they just linger. But typically, it's, it's pretty quick. Uh, and, and the reason for that is that uh, our our pets are very in tune with our emotions, as you know. So when the light appears for them, the other side, if you will, um, they can sense that it's love and warmth and, and peace. So they walk toward it. Mm -hmm. Plus, usually when someone passes, whether it's a cat or a dog or a person, um, our loved ones are usually appear to help them cross over. So are they met by other animals that have been in their life? Yes. Yes. Huh. Sometimes uh, some of them have been um, greeted by a menagerie. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. How do they communicate with one another? It's really all telepathic. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, and it's, it's a communication of emotions, really. So just not, kind of like a dog would wag his tail, you know, um, they would greet each other with warmth because they were happy to see one another again. Hopefully there's no enemies there, you know, waiting to greet them too. <laughs> no, not I haven't encountered any of that. Um, it, it's all good. It's all good news from the other side. Mm. What are some other stories that are in your book about, you know, cats in the afterlife? Well, there's a couple of, uh, so sometimes pets will use numbers. They'll give me numbers that may indicate something. Um, sometimes they will give me uh, signs. Um, they will give me musical uh, musical signs, like a particular song. Um, 
in one instance, a cat came through and um, and the cat kept saying to me, Taylor Swift was um, was part of part of his life. And I just thought, OK, uh, so, you know, I, I, I put that in the reading and um, the mom came back and said, yeah, my daughter's favorite singer is Taylor Swift. And people have even told her that she resembles Taylor Swift. So obviously, you know, the pet heard it and repeated it back to me. So that, that's kind of funny. You know, what's really interesting is they're communicating. I mean, I'm sure the dogs do the same thing, but they're communicating in a language that we understand. Whereas when they're alive, you know, it's, you can tell if your animal is in pain, you can tell if they're happy, you can tell if they're depressed, but they don't have a way of using words. And yet when they're on the other side, like Taylor Swift, those are words that we understand as people. And so it's not like they're meowing to you or barking to you. <laughs> they're using the English language to say something that is meaningful so that the person actually knows, yes, that is my cat. That is my cat communicating to me because that was an experience we had. Don't you find that kind of unique? It, it is fascinating, um, but they do pick up on everything that we say and everything that we do. So they can, because they, they hear it, they can repeat it. It's just like a, it's really just like a, a like a three to five-year-old child. Um, and Dr. Stanley Corrin, who I cite often in my books, uh, established the fact that dogs and cats have the intelligence of a three to five-year-old child. So, so like that human child, they can repeat words back that they hear. Hmm. But they can't do it while they're alive to us. Yeah, they don't have yeah. the vocal capabilities of doing that. Right. But. So I just I'm finding that just remarkable that they have the vocal abilities to do that type of communication in the afterlife, you know, it, to make that connection. Yeah, it's really a telepathic thing. So if they no matter what they heard, they can share it with me telepathically. telepathically. So it's not like they have to do a. Yeah, it's not like they have to do a physical um, um, reconstruction of the word. So mm. it, it's really, it yeah. Um, now you started having these abilities, I think a long, long time ago when you were a kid, mm -hmm. um, when did you realize that you could do this with animals as well? So it wasn't until 2005. Um, I had a puppy that passed away. His name is Buzz and he was seven months old. He, uh, he was um kill, killed by a car um mm. when his his leash opened and when that happened within an hour or two um he started sending me messages and, and quite often and, and what were his to, messages um there there were a number of things um so they ranged from musical messages to movement of things um and then later on, as, as time progressed, I, I he led me to another uh, dog that looked like him, and and people will be led to an, another cat that looks like them. Um, he appeared visibly uh, for a brief brief time. Uh, at least his back end appeared visibly, and I followed him into a corner 
and he disappeared. Um, so people may see their may see their cat past just briefly, fleetingly, or a shadow. He's appeared as a shadow also. Um, I've also heard his bark. Usually, uh, with in terms of a cat, you may hear their meow, and it will often sound like it's in another room. But that's because it takes so much energy for the cat to to create that audible noise. Um, but the cat is actually in the same room. Hmm. Were you surprised when you started hearing animals? Because you had always been doing this with humans. Uh, yeah, I, I, I was. Um, I, I think I was more... I was just happy that I could hear him. I didn't even think about it. Um, I knew that, you know, I knew that humans could communicate, but, but Buzz really actually showed me how, how pets can communicate from the other side. And, um, I, and I kept a journal back then when he was, when he was alive and that enabled me to write down all of his signs and all of the ways he communicated. And that became, the basis for my first book, My Pets in the Afterlife. So oh, I could, and that way I, I was able to, I figured everybody is going through trauma with the loss of a pet because it's like, it's like losing a child. If you, uh -huh. you know, especially if you have children because we raise them like children. We get, uh, but their lifespan is so short. And um, so the, the Pets in the Afterlife three and four books about dogs and cats specifically also have chapters in it about how to cope with grief and loss because so many people are crippled emotionally by the loss of their pet. Mm -hmm. um, so, so there's a chapter in each one by a professional um, that works with people in or they're grieving or depressed, um, dealing with something like that. And they, it will give you pointers on how to work through your grief. I, thought yeah, I, I think what you're saying is is uh, incredibly accurate because when a person dies, we have a lot of memories that can be good, bad, and indifferent. When a pet dies, um, pets are probably the only living thing that loves you unconditionally. Mm -hmm. Even if they've been abused, they yes. still love. And so... Um, you know, when when they die, it's like this huge piece of who you are is gone. And uh, I think a lot of people are afraid of ever investing that kind of love into another animal because it hurts maybe in some ways more than if you have the loss of an individual. Um, you know, I, I certainly have had many, many pets over the years and I, they're they're each unique. They're each um, you know wonderful special memories. Some maybe more so than others. I have a feeling that um, you said his name was Buzzy. Buzz, uh, yeah, yeah, Buzz. And so you know, I'm sure because he was a puppy, you know, there was all of this anticipation and expectation of adventures that you would have with him over the years, and it was cut really short. Um, so it was like, bang, you know, that chapter that of that book, the whole book was closed. And it, what you had just been at the very beginning of the story of, of who the two of you would have been. So we're going to take a very short break. We'll be right back. 
Are you feeling stressed and anxious about life? Have elevated blood pressure? Experiencing weight gain? Having problems with your immune system? Getting healthy and staying healthy is more important than ever, and it has never been easier when you have fundamental nutrition from Boomer products. Restore the youth and vitality you are used to in just minutes a day. Check out our website at www.boomerboost.com to see thousands of reviews from customers just like you who are benefiting from Boomer products. While you're there, check out our podcasts, blogs, and videos, and get caught up on the latest health news and information. Use promo code LUCY at checkout. That's L-U-C-Y to save $5 on your order. Stop existing and start living today with Boomer products. Welcome back to the Synergy Connection Show. And again, I have as a returning guest, Rob Gutro, and we're talking about cats in the afterlife and how um, they have this remarkable ability as well as other pets to communicate with us after they have passed over. Um, there, you know, there's a poem that's been around forever about the Rainbow Bridge, right? And do you think that that is the way it kind of happens is when we die, all of the pets that we've ever had in our lifetime, you know, for the most part, they're there. Well, they absolutely uh, are waiting on the other side for us. Um, I'm, I am familiar with the poem about the Rainbow Bridge and it's, it really paints a nice picture for us who are left behind about where pets go. Um, mm-hmm. But I can't, I, I can't validate there it, that there is a rainbow bridge. <laughs> <laughs> You're, none of your animals have said, by the way, you know that poem? It's true. <laughs> we will be here. Um, but what well, makes and, you think that they're there? I mean, honestly and truly, that I mean, I know they're sending messages, but my goodness, some people like myself, there'd be, I don't know, a hundred animals, you know, that might be there at the time yeah. that I would die. Um, well, I've, I've seen them myself, um, uh-huh. and, uh, the, the very first time I experienced that was when my dad passed away in 2008 and I saw, um, I was at his, his gravesite service and I saw the light open. I thought it was the sun breaking through the clouds. It was not. And I, when I looked there, I saw my dad's parents, my mother's parents, spirit. And I saw um, my two family childhood dogs plus Buzz. And they were all three sitting right up front. And my my father's mother was holding a baby. And I asked my mother about that later. And she said, oh, your father had a, a brother who was stillborn. Oh my goodness. So, I mean, that really helped confirm what exactly what I saw. So, yeah. So everybody was on the other side waiting for my dad. So if you've had a lot of family members go before you that you knew, Mm -hmm. you know, that you loved and they loved you and a lot of animals, there could be quite a welcoming committee. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be a big party. Uh, and everybody would want to either bark, meow, or say hi all at the same time. <laughs> I'm wondering if you would be able to uh, decipher, because I know that it's it's vibrations, but I guess you would just feel this intense welcoming. Yeah, it would be yeah. a, an overwhelming wave of love, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. 
Um, and so what dogs do you have? And you don't have any cats at all right now, right? No, I'm, I've not had a cat um, because unfortunately I'm allergic to cats. So oh. I'm a dog dad. Um, we have three dogs right now. We have four dogs in spirit. Mm -hmm. They work with uh, animal rescue dogs and cats actually um so yeah we have a menagerie <laughs> here and there um one of the things that i'm also kind of curious about is you know i know that you're talking to these animals after they have died do you ever with your living dogs do they ever communicate with you you know in a way that um animals that have passed over communicate where you can feel or experience them? Good, good question. Um, not in the same way, because it's not a telepathic thing. It's more, it's more of a paying attention kind of um, body language type of thing that that we we speak to each other. I mean, they know that they know when I'm getting ready to take them out. They know when I'm getting ready to make their dinner. Um, I know by looking at their body language, what they want, you know, if they want a toy, if they want to, if they want to go out, if they want to do something. So it's a different kind of connection. It's not telepathic. And yet I know that as humans, we can telepathically send information mm -hmm. you know, to other people. So I'm wondering if it's just a matter of tuning in to the station where they're trying to telepathically communicate with you. Like you have a station that's open for those that have passed on, but maybe there's another station that you'd be able to tune into that would even allow you to communicate telepathically with an animal that's alive. Um, for instance, animal whispers, mm -hmm. they have that. I mean, that's a living animal. And, um, you know, I remember a story I heard years ago now, and I think it was about, and I don't think you told me, but you might have, <laughs> uh, Diablo. Do you remember that? No. Okay. So this was a black panther and okay. um, it was a, um, an animal that was supposedly really angry, really uh, reclusive, um, you know, didn't want to participate uh, at this particular zoo they didn't know exactly what was wrong. So they um, got the services of an animal whisperer and she came and sat. And over a period of time, he communicated that he hated his name. He didn't want to be called Diablo, which meant uh -huh. the devil. And um, so they changed his name. He said what he really wanted. They gave that to him. He totally came out of his shell and became this you know, wonderful big cat at, at a new zoo. Oh, wow. So I think that that's really possible that we have those abilities. And mm -hmm. to me, it's always been a matter of, you know, changing the channels, because I tell people that when you're in your physical being, you're in an AM channel. When you go to your vibrational frequency, you know, you're in the FM channel. And I think you can blend those two and be in both places, but you have to learn how to do it. Okay. Well, um, I, I have encountered a number of people who can only communicate with living animals, mm -hmm. <laughs> not both. So 
those are people that I call animal communicators. Mm -hmm. and, and I call myself a pet medium. A pet I medium. Okay. But pets. I'm just thinking that your doggies might like to communicate with you. <laughs> you know, they might say, we want our favorite bedtime story. <laughs> I don't know. But, I can pretty um, much read them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really? Really? Well, um, all right. So please uh, let people know. They will see uh, the links on how to get in touch with you. But please let everybody know the best way for them to communicate with you if they would like to have communication with maybe a loved pet who has passed over that rainbow bridge. Okay. Um, they can just go to robguttrow.com if you can't spell my name, <laughs> G-U-T-R-O. It's petspirits.com. It all goes to the same place. And there's all kinds of information on there and videos and, and interviews, um, including the other ones that we did together. Um, everybody can find them there. Um, I, at the moment, I'm taking a little break from scheduling uh, pet readings because I'm booked all over a year out. Oh, wow. I'll start up again in a little while um, before, certainly before the end of year. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm also on Facebook and, um, and Instagram as well. So you can reach me on social media um, and all my books are on Amazon and um, they're reasonably priced <laughs> because I want everybody to read them. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not, this is only something I do on the side. I'm a scientist in my full-time job. So I want to bring peace and comfort to people. And, uh, and I've been very fortunate to be able to do that to people around the world. I think that's just incredible. I really do. And when you've been in other parts of the world, have you ever felt animals that wanted to communicate something to someone? You know, just maybe walking or, or being in a location where you all of a sudden knew that there was another entity there? I have felt animals around uh, other people in spirit, yes, but I didn't know the person, <laughs> so yeah. it wasn't something, you know, you have to be careful about who you say, but... Um, right, I, right. I, I, I did do a reading, there's a reading in the book um, that's for a cat named Fudge who shared with me tropical plants, and uh, and I, I told, in the reading, I told the woman that... Perhaps you took your cat to a place like Lowe's or Home Depot or one of these home stores that sell plants. And she said that she used to travel with, he used to travel with her all the time and she would visit her family and they have an atrium full of huge plants and greenery. And that's what he liked. And then she told me she's from South Africa. So, you know, I, cause I don't, I don't know where these people are from that. Right. 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 Um, I that's so I have to be careful and not assume that everybody lives near a Lowe's or a Home Depot. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, and I would think, I mean, my cat loves to be out on the Lanai where I have a lot of plants. Um, and just, you know, I, I think that's the jungle aspect of a cat, no matter how big or how small they are, they like all that greenery where they can kind of hide and camouflage themselves. So, by the way, there is a beautiful documentary from National Geographic that's called The Path of the Panther. And you might want to actually watch that yourself um, because they're trying to save the Florida panther and expand the territory. 
of that animal. But when you look at these majestic animals, um, it's it's really touching to realize that we as humans have not given very much thought to how we encroach on them and their territory, that we've not learned to live together very harmoniously. So it's a beautiful documentary. Well, thank you again for being my guest. And I hope you're feeling better soon. And I will hopefully see you in December. And happy moving and take good <laughs> care of yourself. <laughs> thank you, Lucy. I appreciate it. It's been wonderful to be back. Yeah. All right, everybody, go out there, please, and make this your best life and share this newest recording with family and friends. Um, see you next time. Bye-bye. Boomers Forever Young is really making a name for themselves as an exciting nutritional company with products that really work. People from all over the country are starting to take notice. Their whole person approach to health and wellness, combined with their unique array of powerful natural health products, are setting them apart from all the other companies in the nutrition industry. Their customers love the one-on-one -on -one free consultations and the results they experience. Sound a little too good to be true? Then go online to boomerboost.com today and sign up for a free consultation with a product specialist or just give us a call at 1-800-861-4609. Again, that's boomerboost.com or call 1-800-861-4609 to join the thousands already experiencing the benefits of Boomers Forever Young products.